0: Welcome to It's a Good Life Podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Today, we're picking up where we left off last episode. Here's Brian. So we want to be intentional about all five circles. How many of you know you need to be more intentional? Could you see your hands? I know I did. I know I am. And I know I will. I'm on it now, boys and girls. I'm on it now. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what the next 25 years looks like. Mastermind 50 is going to be awesome. <laughs> Vary your time off and get that support. Okay, let's go to work. A habit. Let's talk about habits right now. I'm going to go quick. A habit is a recurrent, often unconscious pattern of behavior that's acquired through frequent repetition. Okay? So you have good habits and bad habits. Okay? Now, almost, I'd say three, four days a week now, one of my new joys in life, we moved house. We moved to a ranch, uh, a horse ranch, which is great for a guy who's been allergic to horses most of his life. It turns out I have no allergies now. Don't know why that is. God is good. But I get to walk out my door, and I get to see my daughter and her coach go through this amazing process that is like a life study in coaching right in front of my eyes. And Anna, you guys have been following her since she was a little girl, and she was a junior champion, and then a young writer champion, and then a national champion. And now this year, she got to represent the USA in the World Cup Finals right there in Germany. That's my girl right there, rock star. So I asked her this question, because I'm watching this stuff, you know, and it's kind of like, hmm, I get it, but I really don't. Like, I look at it, and it's like, that's amazing. I just have no freaking idea what they're talking about. I said to her, how long does it take to get a a discipline in? She goes, well, if you work on it, you know, every time you work out and you work out and you do it over three to six months, you'll have that habit in place. That's skill. I said, okay. Now the coach in me goes, how long before they start to lose it? Well, if we don't work on it for a week, they start to lose a lot of it. And if they don't do it for a month, it's basically completely gone. That sounds like people. That's why we got to be Potential. It's also why she's doing something that I'm telling you. We are out on the edge of the skinny diving board. She's put herself out there. Potential crushing experience, not making the Olympics. Her goal, her dream, what she wants to do. But worth the pursuit. Doing everything she can, and then you go get a world-class coach. And that's why everyone today is in the coaching business. When you get a coach, you better get a good one. Her coach, his name is Gunter Seidel. He himself is an Olympian. Three-time Olympian, three-time medal winner. And I watch these two do their ballet every single day. Mr. Gunter's with us. Say, Gunter, stand up and just say hello. You want to see what a world-class coach looks like? My man, Gunter Seidel. Yeah. Best trainer in the country. You want to be great, you better get a good coach. And it's hard, and it has ups and downs, and there's a lot of bounce back involved, right guys? Here's the deal. Good habits, bad habits. Habits create stability. We're going to go quick now. Habits create stability. You're going to be blown away by who makes this quote. Not the guy that you would say was the most emotionally intelligent and in-tuned person in the world, Warren Buffett. You ever watched the show on Netflix? Great investor, but kind of a different cat. He says this. He said, the key to success is emotional stability. He said that in an interview at his shareholders meeting, they were asking about finances. He said the key to success, he was talking about financial success, is emotional stability. Hmm. And one of the ways to get there is habits. And habits, automatic. You got to make them automatic. The good ones, you got to make them automatic. Repetition, repetition, repetition. In the calendar, do it when you don't feel like it. Repetition. Norman Vincent Peale, one of the great motivators of all time authored the power of positive thinking said repetition of the same thought or physical action develops into a habit which repeated frequently enough becomes an automatic reflex. How many of you like to have your automatic reflex be something great? Sometimes our automatic reflexes are not something great. Is that a true statement? Habit, habit, habit. You get angry, you get frustrated, you get better at angry, you get better at frustrated. Okay. We want the automatic reflex to be the good. So our habits carry us on days we need carrying habits are compounding. Each habit replaced by a good habit builds upon itself. It compounds. Okay? So let me take you there. James Clear wrote a book, Atomic Habits. Have you guys read this book? A lot of you have had it. Okay? Great guy. Very smart. Very smart. And he talked about the power of tiny gains and broke it down over many, many years into this. This is the 1% daily improvement. The 1% daily improvement over the course of a year compounds to a 38% improvement. So how many of you, if your business increased by 40%, that'd be nice, would be nice. Let me see your hands. Come on, Dan O'Dell, would that be good numbers for you? What's it take to do that? 1% daily. And here's the thing, we can all do that. Let's talk real. As your coach, how many of you waste a few minutes in the day Let's say we had a camera follow you around last week. Would it be a training video? (laughs) How many of you know you waste a little time? How many of you know you do some stuff that eh, you probably could do without? Let me see your hands. What if you, instead of no, you got to go to zero, nothing, white knuckle. What if you go, you know what I'm spending? It turns out your phone tells you every week, every week. I don't know why they do this. Apple gives you a report card. You spent seven hours and 22 minutes on me last week. <laughs> Great. What's a win? Let's get to seven. Let's get to six. Let's get to five. Are you guys with me, yes or no? Let's replace that with life, with the good stuff. I'm going to get my nose out of my freaking phone and experience life. Okay? It's easy. It's easy to do. One percent at a time, you can transform everything. One percent better every single day. Habits create stability. Habits become automatic. Habits are compounding. You want the big results, small incremental progress that become habitual. Next thing we want to talk about how to break bad habits. How many of you like the show Breaking Bad? It's kind of hardcore. I'm going to show you how to break bad. It's in the book. But I read the books that you won't, and then I tell you what's in them. And then you pay me. It's a fair deal. So here's the way it works. Here's the habit loop, both good and bad. There's a cue. Something happens. So let's talk about a bad habit. Okay? So for me, here's where the bad habit. In our home, just was there recently, every 20 minutes, the kettle goes on. You have tea? You have tea. Nobody wants tea. You have tea? I have tea. Yeah. Put the tea on. Cabal, put the tea on. Tea is on. So that's how we do We just have tea all the time. That's great tea. Beauty's tea. Greatest tea in the world. But then my mother's like, well, you can't drink tea wet. can't drink tea wet. got to have something with it. Is that right? So, okay, come home, work hard, miss lunch, tired, beat up, come home, okay? And uh, so sometimes my bride doesn't know when I'm arriving, right? And my wife is like a shark. You know, a shark has to move its tail or it dies. Her tail's moving all the time. (laughs) And, And I'll give you a little story. One time she sent me a text. Kids were young. Hey, honey, can you pick up dinner tonight? Pick up Island Brothers chicken and I text back, that's going to be hard. I'm in Toronto. And I've been there for two days. Now, I could never have married a clingy woman, but I would like you to know when I'm out of the freaking country, just so you know. Just once in a while, you know. I misplaced something. What did I misplace? Hmm, small, hmm, Irish, yes, you So there's a cue. I come home tired, hungry, yada, yada. I'm supposed to be in Canada. Reward. What's the reward I'm seeking? I feel a little better. So I go for what's comfortable. Cup of tea, can't drink tea, wet. Then my bride makes something nice to eat, and I go, uh, salmon salad. Said said digestives in a cookie. Why would I eat salmon and a salad, for God's sake? So the reward is blood sugar's low. I want to feel something, want something now, and that becomes a routine. Not good, not good, not good. So, this is the way it works. And this is how you make this good, but this is all how it works bad, okay? How many of you know you have some things like this in your life? Here's the cue, and the cue are these people, places, experiences. Things come up, right? So, here's a little list for you just so you can remember. People, places, times, and emotions. Those are the cues. People, trigger some things, places, environments you're at, okay? Times, emotions, okay? You identify the cue, now what you have to do is, okay, so I'm feeling this, right? I, oh, okay, I want to I have this. Now I have to, what's the true reward? What is it? Well, I want to feel better. Okay. So maybe it's I want to feel better. So now I have to examine that a little bit. Here's some questions out of the book. What craving is your habit satisfying? What is it that you really want? Why do you want it? Okay. Why do I want the tea? I'm stressed out. That's why. Why do I want the sugar that goes with it? Make me feel a little better. Get my blood sugar up, okay? By the way, does that help things? Sends me on the wrong path. So now I've got to find out the reward. Okay, I want to feel better. So now what happens is when I get home, I want to feel better. I've discovered this new thing. I come home, I get changed, and I go on the elliptical machine, and I listen to some cool music that I really want to. Then I get in a sauna, which is really nice, and then I jump in the jacuzzi. When I do those three things, the la- I, salmon salad looks terrific. mmm, mmm. Are you dropping honey on this, baby? This is mmm. Identify the cue. What's the feeling? Then what's the routine? Now I'm looking forward. See, the reward for the workout is the sauna, and the reward for the sauna is the jacuzzi. And then when I do all three things, I feel like eating something really healthy because it just worked out. If that makes sense, say I. Aye bad habit eliminated, good habit introduced. My doctor, I believe Eric is here somewhere. Where's Erica Oberg? Are you, I don't know where you're sitting, Erica. go. Oh, hey, hon, how are you? Great to see you. She has a job when it comes to me. So I am just the worst patient on the planet. She can't understand why my blood pressure's radically transformed. I'm defying medical logic. <laughs> and this is what's happened. Cue, feel, routine. Does that make sense? not new medicine, not more medicine, not this, not that. Here's the cue. Here's how I want to feel. This is what I'm doing. If that makes sense, say I. Same thing with your business, same things with your finances. Oh, I feel bad going to the store, but it's on sale. Put it on the card. Here's the routine. I know. And then here it comes. Just like weight gain, here comes debt gain. Now I don't feel good. I got that cue. Well, I need to buy something for myself to feel better. If this makes sense, say hi. So what we want to do is create a new response. Create a new response. You can do it. We're human beings. Make it difficult to repeat the old response. Find a healthy response to the cue. That's it. And it's one thing. I'm a, I feel this. I normally do this. I'm going to do that. And there it is. Got another podcast for you. Episode 182. Season one, Breaking Bad. There it is. Got some stuff for you. All the tools are here. I know I've done a lot of these, and I know it's a lot. You listen to whatever helps you and when it helps you, but there's some we'll specifically point out, and we're going to even organize these in the future with a little website so you can go and say, okay, there's the five on finances, there's the six on health, and that kind of stuff. Would that be helpful for you guys, yes or no? Kind of. I don't want to overwhelm you either, okay? So we identify the cue, we reveal the true reward, and we create a new response. Okay, here we go. Make the healthy response attractive. Make it attractive, like, ooh, I'm looking forward to that, okay? So I don't look forward to the workout. I look forward to the sauna. Does that make sense? So the sauna, I really like sweating without working. Harvey McKay said good habits are as addictive as bad habits and a lot more rewarding. Next, take small steps. Oh, are you sensing a pattern? Small steps, small improvements, celebrate all wins. So take small steps. And then lastly, you want to identify with the habit. Identify with the habit personally. Your habit shapes your identity, says James Clear, and your identity shapes your habits. It's a two-way street. It actually becomes part of you. And it's just automatic, and it's what you do it. I had an experience the other day where I changed into my workout clothes, and I was halfway into the workout before I realized I was doing it. Does that make sense to you? Have you ever driven home and, how did I get home? Have you ever had that? Because your subconscious is what takes over. So here's the thing. I've done these things before. I got focused, did this. And sometimes I do it so I can go right back to work. Sometimes, no, no, that's it. Forget work, forget this, forget seminars. I'm doing this because I want to get healthy, live a long life. And don't want to end up in a spot like that again. So what I knew was, great, I'm going to do an immersion, which some of you might need to do in any one of your five circles. But I'm going to have the plan before I go. I'm going to have the routine before I go. And I will tell you this, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people for the podcast. A person's morning routine is the most critical thing in how they live their life, because you can control the morning. So I put all of my stuff together before I went. Then I went and did the immersion. Went down to Happy Acres for about four, three, four weeks, whatever it was. Did a total immersion down there in Miami, sweating with the, and all doing the oldies. Lost 15 pounds, but here's the thing. When I came back, that's when I really got to work, lost another 10 pounds, and I'm well on my way, feeling better, increasing my speed, increasing my strength, increasing my reps, Feeling better about everything. So I'm going to share with you my morning routine. I start the morning with centering prayer. A little contemplative prayer. Some of you do meditation, so on and so forth. I'm a very busy, quick mind. So I start the morning. Most mornings, my bride and I, we sit in chairs together. Kids walk in. Mom and dad are sitting in silence in chairs. They walk in, walk out. They're doing their crazy stuff again. There's a great little app. It's the centering prayer app. Basically, here's the deal. It has little bong chimes, some little tips, some thoughts, how to practice this, and then timer for 20 minutes. My bride and I say a few prayers, and then off the day. That's how we start the day. Boom! Start the morning. Already winning. If the day is busier, we adjust and start earlier. If that makes sense, then say I. Then I go work out with Rico. Rico's coming. Here it is. He's ready to go. He's got his Texas gear on. He's ready to move. Boom, here we go. Because I need a coach. Now, I'm motivated now to do the cardio stuff, but I need coach to do the other stuff because I'm looking for strength and flexibility for long term. Then I go take a shower, and I take a regular shower, but at the end of the shower, and I thought I would never do something like this, I take a cold shower. How many of you, that sounds terrible? I did a podcast with the man himself, Wim Hof, the man, millions and millions of followers. I started doing this, and I started doing it on a small scale and they show you how to do it, and you get this little baby. You take a normal warm shower, and at the end of it, you have a little timer on your phone, and it gives you a 30-second deal. And you do that for a certain number of days. Here's human nature. 13% of the people who download that app after five days are still doing it. Only 13%. And I was a shower apprentice. I got an award on my phone. (laughs) And then I went, and I did it now for a minute, and I became a shower master. But now I am the shower guru. I stand there, impervious to the cold, full of vigor and health. I'm growing my beard, and I'm going to take an ice bath at lunch today because I like it. (laughs) So again, try it small and work your way up. Then I eat oatmeal every day. That's it. Non-negotiable. What would you like for breakfast? Non-negotiable. I make my own breakfast. Get out of the way. And I have all kinds of funny, cool little recipes and things I do. (laughs) But I have a little oatmeal, a little fruit every day, boom, and then I read. If I got an appointment at 9, this starts at 6. If I got an appointment at 8, this starts at 5. It's very simple. Are you guys with me? I have an appointment at 10. This might start at 7. If that makes sense, say aye. Here's your little exercise. Then I've got something to share with you. What bad habits have I drifted into? That's not me. I've shared all mine. <laughs> touch your chest and say me. me. Me, 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 What bad habits have you drifted into? And what good habits do you need to initiate? Now, this is not an IRS audit. I want you to just whip and write the first things that come to your mind. Low light and high light habits, not everything. How many of you have some bad habits you want to drop? How many of you have some good habits you wrote down that you absolutely know you can institute? Let me see your hands. Great. So, let me tell you this, and I thought long and hard about sharing this with you guys, and I mostly decided not to, but then I thought, nah, I'm going to share a little bit of this. What is the purpose of getting five-circle fit? What's the definition of fit? So you can bounce back. So, I see that picture in February, I get my mind right, I go to work. Three months later, lost 25 pounds. I show up at Peak Experience, how many of you were there? People are like... You look great. You're fit. You had the best energy I ever saw. That was the best event I've ever been to. All across the board, that's all I heard. Everything's good. I'm on track. Got my habits, disciplines, doing my thing. Cold shower, eating right. Got a big summer plan. Bab and I, our parents are aging and getting old. So we divvied up. Girls go to Georgia. Me and the boys are going to Ireland. Going to go see mom and dad. And then when we're there, we're going to go play golf on all these courses I grew up on. And then we're going to go to the British Open because that was on the bucket list from two years ago. Great. Everything's good. And now I'm really, I'm in the Brian mode. Yeah. Five circles. What, what's, what do I need to do in all five circles? What does supreme fitness look like? So I go meet with my doc and I say, what's supreme? She makes a list. Okay. And I go, Rico. i go to the financial guys. Ten out of ten. Not that I'm going to do it today, but what's it look like? So meet my doc, and she goes, hey, Brian, you haven't had a colonoscopy in five years. Okay. That wasn't exactly the one I was looking for. <laughs> so fair enough. Go do the colonoscopy. Yada, yada. Anyway, they find two tumors. So, uh, and I'm having, so the, the doc, my doc referred me to, he's calling me, I'm missing him, he's calling me. I go out to the Denver master class. And he's now getting anxious, and I think he's what wrapped a little tight. This guy, so he goes, Mister Buffini. Right before I go on stage, you got to call me. We got big trouble in River City. I'm like, how did I get the doctor from the John Wayne movie? How the hell did that happen? And this guy's kind of freaked out. And uh, so anyway, right before I go on stage, he goes, Mister Buffini, you have cancer. You got to come home today. I go, I'm about to go talk to some folks on stage no, no, today. And I'm like, no. So I'll see you in a couple days. So I come back. He refers me to a surgeon. And this surgeon, I got all these tests, all these things. And this first surgeon I meet, I'll give you the technical term, the French word for it, he was a jackass. (laughs) And he's like, Mr. Feeney, here's what you got. You got this colon, got this cancer. We're going to take a chainsaw to you. You're going to lose a third of your colon. you are probably wearing a bag the rest of your life. Probably won't play golf. Probably won't speak again on stage, won't be able to do that, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And the guy was a jack wagon. In 32 years of marriage to my beautiful bride, we married 32 years on Thursday. I have never seen her pissed off. We walked out that day pissed off. I mean, whatever your version of that, the Christian version of that is. Righteous anger, what, what would you say? Jesus would not approve of this doctor. Something like that. I had other words. And the reason I'm going to tell you this story is a couple of things. First of all, thank God I was doing all the getting right stuff to prepare me for this. Second of all, I had a moment of, hello, I'm doing good here. I go to the next doc, we get the referral, and that guy was much better, much more professional. He says, "Mm." he goes, now, it's not as black and white as that guy made it out to be, but I would still probably do the same procedure. And this is why I'm telling you this story. First, you prepare to do five-circle fit, because you're going to take a licking. And that fitness, emotionally, physically, spiritually... I I had 10 days, I had to sit down with my kids, and I go, they told me I got cancer, okay? And they all want to know, how much was I worth dead? (laughs) Not as much as I am alive. But the second reason I'm telling you this, and I know some people have had different processes than what I went through, that little voice inside your heart and your head... Some people call it intuition. Some people call it the Holy Spirit. Whatever that is, you need to listen to that. And thank God that was the thing I did. I wasn't right with any of this. I'm like, I'm feeling good. This doesn't make sense. My bride went and finished the internet on all things colon cancer. She read the whole internet. (laughs) We came up with this strategy and went back to my doc, Erica, who was super supportive. And I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the surgery. I'm going to go a different route. I know this is kind of radical thought, but I'm going to go a different route. I went back to see the surgeon. He was really nice and really helpful. I said, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Nope. Not doing it. Nope. And uh, he was kind of shocked. But I said, you know, I just, I got to tell you, I respect you and I really respect your process, but I'm not doing this. I'm going a different route. And then he goes, okay, my God. Okay. What are we going to do? He's a Welshman. And he goes, well, maybe there's something, there is this one guy I know. And I'm like, you know a guy. What is this, Ocean's 11? You know a guy. He goes, This guy's kind of a ninja with technology, and maybe he can do something I can't. So I get the referral to the ninja. This is going to take longer than I should, but I'm going to tell you. I go in there. Has anybody had any kind of colon stuff? And I'm telling you a colon story right before lunch, which is really nice. (laughs) But I mean, let me say, you remember in Jaws when they opened up the shark and they, they found a license plate from Florida? Well, they give you stuff so you can find license plates that you ate 22 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a mess. I'm going in for this procedure. I, they don't give me a gown. They give me like a little piece of paper. Now, again, I'm very proud of what God's done for me, but I'm not in a room full of people. <laughs> they wheel me into this operating room. It's got screens everywhere. It was like high tech. It was like NASA. True, may God strike me down. Gout walks over. Okay, Mr. Buffini, we're going to be administering the anesthetic. And this lady goes, Buffini? Oh, my God, my husband's in real estate. I'm sitting there, bare ass to the world. Can we take a selfie? I look at him. I'm used to this, but I go, can we wait? It's just a little scary. Anyway, happy ending, happy ending. Okay, the guy was a ninja, got everything, wild, sent it out. First thing came back is cancer. When this guy got the thing done, there's no cancer. So, you know that little voice you have? Listen to it. You know five circles. You get fit, so you can bounce back. And then lastly, you gotta have support. You're gonna go through it? Can't go through alone. I had my bride, she got into it, man. Carrot juice in the morning, green drinks in the afternoon. Dr. Furman's cancer-fighting soup in the evening. No offense, but I'd rather have cancer. (laughs) With that kind of support, how can I ever fail? So look, even when you have the good habits in place, things aren't going to always go great. Are you guys with me? We're going to take a licking, but we got to keep on what? Got to keep our sense of humor, right? Got to keep doing our habits. Got to keep doing the right thing. Got to keep listening to that little voice inside got to keep focused on the right things and do the right things, because we're going to take a licking, but you get to keep on ticking. And when you get to keep on ticking, so let me tell you what I got. I got the benefits. That was something I didn't want to have happen. I got the benefits of what happened if this was the end of it. Here's what God gave me. I was ready to go meet him. Warts and all, I was ready to go meet God. I was immensely thankful for the 32 years I had with my bride, and what was really driving me was, I can't leave her. I thought about my kids and my grandkids, and that crew needs more help than anybody. <laughs> I got a phone call today, this morning at 6 o'clock, my shower in my room's not working. That was a, that's how my day started, <laughs> Mr. Mastermind. And the last thing surprised the hell out of me, because in February, I was ready to sell this company. When I was told I had cancer and I thought I had cancer and I was preparing perhaps for my demise, it was my God, my wife, my kids, and the work that we do and how meaningful it is and how valuable it is and how immense gratitude I feel that you guys come along this journey and do this stuff with us. And it got real clear. I got all the lessons without getting the big thing. And I know some of you in here, you've had that lesson or you've lost a loved one who didn't get the best outcome. And I know that. But in my case, this is what happened. And I believe there's a purpose to it all. And so here's what I promise you. I took a lick in this year, and I've kept on ticking, and I feel better than I have in the last 25 years of my life. And I promise that I'm going to keep working hard for you to help you, and that collectively we're going to have 3,200 people walk out of here after two days that are going to be full of heart, full of spirit, full of hope, with goals and a plan and a calendar financial plan on how to beat the recession and the inflation and a business plan on how to beat the recession and inflation and you're going to go out of here and be a blessing to so many people we're all going to take a licking and keep on ticking because we came to mastermind to learn how to bounce back are we going to bounce back say i'm ready to bounce back may the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back may the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face Until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.